<laughs> it's not yeah, that bad. I'm just saying, I, I would never uh, say that all in one sentence. Not gone, but not dead. He's No, he's gone, but not dead. Alive, but not forgotten. I learned that from another radio guy one day, and I stole it from him, and I eh, forgot don't feel a bad. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Does Eric cover NASCAR as well as Carl and I? No. Exactly. Okay, don't put I in that phrase. It's <laughs> Carl. Okay. Mo- it's Carl, Carl alone. But I can no, it's Carl alone. There is no I in that No, in you're that thinking of AJ, not AJ. AJ <laughs> didn't carry any of the NASCAR conversation. Oh, AJ Salveson here on this side of the mic. AJ Knight, morning co-host with McCall Taylor from VFX, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. every morning. And Carl Smith, Utah State men's basketball trainer, uh, joins us here. Gentlemen, thank you for your time today. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, it. Carl, I have a gripe. We're going to get it over with now, uh, our therapy (laughs) session. I remember on Monday we (laughs) talked, and you said, hey, you guys should come over Wednesday. You know, we get to have barbecue and watch Watch uh, NASCAR. Martinsville. Martinsville. And we're actually going to get into NASCAR in just a bit for all you NASCAR fans. And then you, uh, I ended up calling you the day of to get a confirmation. And then you said you would call me back. Now, look, it's one thing to say, no, I can't do it. It's another thing to just not freaking call me back, which you've actually done every single time you've attempted to invite me over to your house and then not call me back. So I'm going to go ahead and just be this guy because this is now like the third or fourth time. Why the hell can you not call me back and just say, hey, Audrey, sorry, not tonight. In a related positive story, work's getting a little busier. Good. Can you still not call me back though? <laughs> like it's it, it, it it's depends. Like, it depends it is on a who 30... else is on my missed call list. Oh, and how there's no, no, don't and I'm pri- not gonna name don't names. make this a priority list. <laughs> I'm not gonna make names of who that missed call list. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's Scotty fine. Pippen needs to talk. Scotty <laughs> Pippen needs to talk. Okay, <laughs> I, I still take priority over Scotty Pippen because you invited <laughs> me to your freaking house. I'm just asking you to be considerate enough to say, hey, AJ and AJ, I'm sorry I can't have you guys over tonight. I'm busy with other things, and I'm going to say, okay, well, thanks. We'll see you Friday. Instead, I'm sitting there with my phone, waiting for a phone call, not getting it. I have good intentions. Really? Is that is that the last three other times before that, too, is that you had good intentions? It was so bad where I had to call McCall and AJ show today this morning, and without verifying your name or at least announcing your name on the air... I got on there and I said, hey, I have a friend who continually like sells out on me and won't hang out with me. Okay, I had to call into their show because I was so frustrated with you. He just told you he's going to talk NASCAR to get this therapy session going. Oh, he's lured you in that way. He got me. <laughs> uh, if you want to be a part of the show for you listeners, you're more than welcome to be. And we invite you to do so. If you have questions for AJ and Carl, ask away. Non-Aggie injury-related questions. I always have to... Put that disclaimer on there. Uh, at 435-339-0321 is the text in. At 435-752-1069 is to call in. So, uh, again, 435-339-0321 is our text line. And 435-752-1069 is to call in. Uh, a bunch to get to. Let's start off here. You heard If you're listening to the previous show just before, uh, it has been announced from Brett McMurphy, and I'm sure others as well, but McMurphy likes to take credit for news he didn't announce, uh, that their, uh, Houston has suspended voluntary workouts because of six, and I don't know if it was football players or just athletes, uh, let's see here, Houston's immediately suspending all voluntary workouts for student-athletes after six symptomatic UH student-athletes mm-hmm. tested positive for COVID-19. Here's the kicker. They never tested them when they got to the facilities. It was after. Oh, wow. Like, Carl, you being a trainer, I mean, you guys, I'm sure, have to do such heavy homework and heavy testing and just be so cautious with the situation. How does someone, how does a, a university not test their athletes before they get into a facility? It's a fluid situation. That's all <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, but, but, I mean, do you, for you guys, if and when voluntary workouts for basketball if they are able to resume you guys will probably have to be through a heavy what would you call a process to make sure that your athletes are healthy yeah we have we have people in powerful positions making those decisions is that is that a university thing or is the ncaa like involved in that at all because it kind of sounds like the schools are kind of just picking it by themselves trying to figure it out yeah there's some there's some direct guidelines oh with little leeway 
that makes sense. I don't want to dig too deep. Into no, that. no, 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 and, and that's fine. Yeah, I don't want you to get into too much. <laughs> yeah, too hot water here. Uh, but it, it right. just and it just amazes me that Houston would allow their athletes to come in and not test them before. Would, I got, would not seem intelligent from the outside I, in. So and I mean, with that, and now they said six student athletes. They didn't say what sports they're involved in. So for some, they're like, "Oh, well, there goes our football season." You don't know that because we don't know if they're football. They right. could be soccer players, baseball players, whatever the the situation is. I mean, so it may not be just in. I mean, directly involved with football. But at the same time, we're in the summer and football seasons in what, uh, give or take eight weeks, in that or twelve weeks? What is it? Something like that. It, it's scheduled to start. It's scheduled to start. But the more and more I go on with this, the more I mean, I've been telling a couple of people, you guys include that, yeah, we're gonna have a twelve game. Se- I really think we're gonna have a twelve game season. And then I see stuff like this, and it makes me hesitate and say, oh, uh, maybe, maybe now. I'm not even. I'm not even that confident. Uh, I'm gonna ask AJ, and I'm gonna tell Carl not to answer because of his involvement with you. I'm not going to. Uh, <laughs> okay, AJ, I got this. Do you are the closer we get to college football season? Do you feel confident we'll have a full twelve game season? I've written and acted like such, so yeah, I, I've been under the belief system that we're going to. I think I just think we're so far away from it that I don't think it's I. We're overreacting too much for it to be June twelfth to say, "Oh no, we can't have a full college football season." I think it's too soon. I, now, when we get to July, then we're starting to ask questions. I I'd imagine. Uh, that the as as Carl said, so there's guidelines in place with little leeway. I'd imagine those are going to be adapted to see what works, and then hopefully uniformly, kind of put across so that if it works, it works. And the, but it's it, I think it's kind of a feeling out process, and so. But I, I yeah, I'm under. I still believe full season. Full season. Full season. I'll take it. Uh, Carl, you being a trainer, do you, how long would it take for a football player or a basketball player to get ready for? A full season, or would it be? Would it would it differ? Would it different differentiate because of the two sports? Or would um. It- well, I would say it differentiates in between every sport. But what you have to understand, I think the NCAA came out, and I didn't read the whole situation um, or the whole release, but it was a six-week camp um, is what they prefer for football, which I think is a a really good number. But you have to understand, these kids, yeah, it would take way more than six weeks for me to get ready. But these kids, they're not out of shape. They still continue to work out even when they're home in those situations. So they're not starting from scratch. Um, But I think six weeks, the NCAA has come out with it. I think that's a pretty fair number for everybody. Do you stay in contact with the athletes who are working out, or do you put together a plan for them, or are they kind of on their own with that for the basketball players? That's all strength and conditioning. Oh, okay, Um, okay. What they handle, but yeah, I contact our athletes regularly. Okay. All right, uh, Carl's starting to feel a little bit awkward and, and kind of scared <laughs> so about let's going talk any further. Confederate flag, then, right? Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, we're gonna get into that here. Uh, for you NASCAR fans, here we go. Martin Trex Jr. yesterday got his first win of the season Wednesday night. Actually, not yesterday, sorry, the night before at Martinsville. Uh, his consecutive second consecutive at the track uh, in in a win. Did you watch the race? Yeah. Or, or were you busy? Doing other stuff that you couldn't. <laughs> I was doing call a thousand me back. other things. The race was on TV, and I did sit down and watch the last stage. Which oh, was really? Hundred. I mean, luckily with with NASCAR, you can kind of catch up at the end. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I saw the most important part. Yeah, the, the last lap. But I wasn't going to invite you over with a hundred twenty laps to go. Okay. Just oh, I just didn't know. If just, I thought you would miss I, the end. I mean, you were, I knew I know, you were watching it at home. I, I, so I mean, didn't I know you were busy, pre- <laughs> to, too busy to call me. I was just curious if you were. Huh. Okay, cool. Thanks for not calling me in the last 120 laps. <laughs> uh, let's start here, though. The Confederate flag, and uh, Carl, I really want to kind of pinpoint you in this conversation, um, being the NASCAR guy that you are, but the Confederate flag being removed. I, I, my first question is this. Why was it such a symbol in NASCAR racing? And then part two of that question is, is it as big of a deal that they have removed it as the fans are reacting to? Um, it's interesting for multiple reasons. First off, I 100% support what they did. Now, I have been to 
multiple races in my life, and yes, the Confederate flag has been around NASCAR races for years. Um, but growing up in the South, as I did, having family back in the South, this is not my opinion, but a lot of people, you hear the statement that it's heritage, not hate. They, people like to refer to that. The flag is heritage, not hate. But to me, if the flag makes anybody uncomfortable, it's got to go, in my opinion. So what was the symbol for it? At first? Is, is it just because it was born in the South? Was, it was well, it's, for, it's for the Confederate Army and the Confederate States is where it began. And so people just, it's, it became a, a symbol of, of being Southern. But then we also know what that infers. Yeah, sure. You know, sure. Like, so, and, and I'm sure there's some people out there that, sure, they like the flag and it means that they're Southern. But in my mind, that doesn't even matter. It matters what other people think. And if they're uncomfortable, then get it out of there. Are you surprised they removed it? Because I know when we were on Monday, you talked about how uh, with, you could tell with the lack of sports that um, sportscasters seemed to be piling on. But then when they had the moment of silence and the kneeling, no one covered that. So are you surprised that NASCAR took it out now? I think NASCAR is capitalizing on being one of the few sports that's going on right now. That's fair. And trying to look, not not that it's fake, but there's, but they also understand the whole world, sports world, is looking a little bit more at NASCAR than they ever really have, especially in the last twenty years, more than they ever have, and they can, they can kind of turn over a new leaf, gain new fans. Um, obviously, with the movement that's happening, it's more accepted. But there again, NASCAR, and I believe we're in 2020, I think in 2012, 2013, they started a program that if you went to a NASCAR race and had a Confederate flag, you could turn that in for a brand new American flag or your favorite driver's flag. Wait, really? For free. Oh. But there again, that took away from the narrative of NASCAR as a bunch of Southern Hicks, and that wasn't really publicized, but they've been doing that for at least six years. So I think it's a good point about NASCAR taking advantage of because I think it's something baseball is missing out. Like this is the window baseball normally should be taking advantage of, and they're just chance. they're not getting it. So NASCAR's definitely taking advantage of it. Do you feel like NASCAR is still very much a regional fandom, or is it more national? Because I know we talked about before how question. it used to be all Southern drivers, but now you've got I think you mentioned California. I think it's a driver from New York. Yeah. So do you feel like it's expanded to a more national thing, or is it still very much kind of Southern regional fandom? I think I think it is I think it is southern it's regional but and I'm in Utah so I have to answer this correctly. <laughs> <laughs> in my opinion and this is this has no ties to anybody else college football in the south is a lot bigger than it no, is here. There's no argument. You can that's, say that's, that's regional. A, that's fact. There's college football out fans out here, but the percentage is not as high as it is in Georgia I would definitely or Alabama or Mississippi. So you could close. say that's regional if yeah, you want to see football's different because though. there's yeah. obviously we learned on Monday there's NASCAR fans in Cache Valley. Yeah, maybe not as many, but there are. Yeah, we heard that, from that actually came out of the woodworks too. You know, so <laughs> so I, yes, there's percentage wise or whatever the history of it being in the southeast, but they race at Michigan every year and sell out, and they race at California Motor Speedway and sell out. So there is a nationwide fan base. Um, and there's an interesting story I want to talk about very, very briefly. Yeah, no, please. Coming from the Confederate flag and this whole um, situation that's been that's arose in our nation is – and when you talk to NASCAR fans, everybody was a Dale Earnhardt Sr. fan. And I think he was an example of not only a great racer but a great person. And there's a – there's – he's – so – Dale Earnhardt had a large ranch in North Carolina. He had exotic animals. He had cows. He had horses. It's huge land. So he had workers on his land um, that would help take care of it because obviously he's busy with the race cars, but he enjoyed his property. Um, And a lady named Ann, I believe was her name, released a story yesterday. And Ann was an African-American lady from North Carolina that worked with the Earnhardts. And Earnhardt on the back of his Chevy truck had a sticker that you'll see commonly in the South 
um, not so much in Utah, but you see it all the time in the South, that says, American by birth, Southern by the grace of God. And it had a little rebel flag on it, on his truck. Well, she was brave enough to just bring it up to him. And the next thing she noticed, he was out, not three minutes later, he was outside cutting the rebel flag out of the sticker and came back and said, and threw it away and said, I took care of that. I don't ever want you to feel uncomfortable. And wow. so as that's kind of NASCAR's wow. icon, let's follow that example. And everybody can follow that example. Like, it doesn't matter how your feelings are. Worry about the other people. Uh, did we talked about off-air, and I wish we would have talked about it on-air too, because we talked about NASCAR having rivals, right? I think off-air. And we were talking, mm-hmm. just, you know, who's – I think Kyle Busch was everybody's rival, it seemed like, if I heard right from you, Carl. Who was Dale Earnhardt's rival? Did he have one? Uh, it dep- he raced for so long. Yeah. That there was multiple, you know, when he first got in, it was Richard Petty. Richard Petty was still driving. Sure. He was kind of that young, hot shot attitude. Um, so Richard Petty, the end of his, he had a little bit of a battle with Terry Labonte, um, which is probably one of the most classic NASCAR fights when Earnhardt wrecked him in the last little lap at Bristol. And then at the end, it was Jeff Gordon. Jeff it Gordon. was just kind of like everybody, because I can remember going to races in like 96, 97, and everybody was Earnhardt fans. It was like Michael Jordan. Like, everybody in basketball, even if you're a jazz fan, you still had an admiration <laughs> for Michael Jordan. If you didn't, you're crazy. So <laughs> it was kind of that situation. So we would, when we were in the infield of the racetrack for the weekends and stuff in Darlington, you would see some crazy things about Jeff Gordon because Jeff, Jeff Gordon, first off, Californian. Yep. So he's an outsider, if you want to call it. He's an outsider. He's this young hotshot. He's trying to ruin our guy's destiny, and they were vicious to him. And that really? rival, and, and Earnhardt wasn't yeah. mean to him, but it was definitely a rival with the fans, and they kind of played into it a little bit. So, uh, do you like having Jeff Gordon call races, or I guess be a part of the racing? I love, I love hearing because I just he's, I get he's it a, inside. How knowledgeable he is, I think it's yeah. almost like Tony get, Romo. Like Whatever Tony, you think about thinking, Tony Romo, yeah. like he yeah. does bring. There's so much knowledge. You get an inside scoop on, yeah. like, on as a non-racing fan. I don't understand what's going on, but then he explains it yeah. so well. And I think I think they're making a concerted effort because they know there's kind of a microscope on them right now to try to explain the sport. As I've listened to the last few races, I hear a lot more of the basic explanation of what's going on. And I think they're they're thinking that like we probably have a bunch of watchers that don't know exactly what's happening. Let's explain it at a higher level. Do you like that bait, or would you rather say, hey, look, Jeff Gordon, you've been doing this for how many years? Kind of give us the inside knowledge or, like, more deeper advancement of knowledge about what's going on. I love it because even if you look on social media, you can see there are a lot of people that aren't normally watching, that are watching, and it's a chance to gain their fandom. And something that you say I'm passionate about, I don't even know if I would say that. I definitely was at one point in my life. I still enjoy it a lot, Um, but I think it's – it's opening people's eyes, and that basic knowledge helps them out a ton. Uh, again, uh, NASCAR NASCAR Cup Series uh, now heads to Homestead, Florida. That will be a race on Sunday for the Dixie Vodka 400. That how I try to sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Martin Truex Jr. got the win on Wednesday. Does he get back-to-back wins in Florida, Carl? Uh, I hope not. <laughs> You're not a Truex guy then, huh? I'm a, I, and it comes from Dale Earnhardt. I'm a Chevy when it comes to stock no car kidding. racing, it's straight. Really? If you're not a Chevy, I'm not rooting for you. Still to this day, I don't care. <laughs> no <laughs> I kidding. I've owned every kind of vehicle, NASCAR, uh, drive a Chevy truck, but if you're racing stock cars, you better be the Chevy if, it's, if, you, if you want me to root for you a little bit. <laughs> and he drives a Toyota. And that was a big deal. Like That was a big deal when Toyota came in there, to, uh, a quote-unquote foreign manufacturer coming into NASCAR. That was a big deal. But – they're pretty good now, so everyone's kind of used to it. So have they? Re- I know that some of these uh, they have delayed or even canceled. The Daytona is not happening, right? That's are they, have they rescheduled that or no? I think they're rescheduling the July race, or they might be still racing it in July. I'd have to look. I'm just looking at some but of the. But they're races doing that- some like in Pocono and I believe Michigan. They're racing 500 mile races Saturday and Sunday back to back, which is Ooh. a drag. I is can it? only imagine that. Because those they're hot inside, and you had like Bubba Wallace fainted after the race. Like it's it's wait he fainted after the race. Insane! You just watch, he's trying to talk, and you just see the lights go out. Yeah. So he they just, were trying to talk to him after the race r- r- because r- r- he's r- done. he's the only African American driver at the highest level, 
And they were obviously he was he's promoting the movement and NASCAR's really behind him and they're trying to interview him and he just blacked out. Yeah. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. Uh so here's what we know so far. Talladega will be on June twenty first. Uh the Pocono three twenty five. Everybody watch Talladega. Three best track in the, in the Is whole, it the best track? Oh yeah, it's unbelievable. Better than Daytona. Yeah. Easily. What makes it so? I mean, because well, we're not NASCAR. Well, we could go fan. into the art, the whole conversation about restrictor plate racing, but Daytona and Talladega are the two restrictor plate racing tracks on the circuit, and what that does is, it's in the. Well, we won't go into what a restrictor plate is. The purpose of it is it kind of narrows the field as far as horsepower and those kind of things, and they stay in a pack of forty, all within about two seconds, going two hundred twenty miles an hour. Ooh. And there's six lanes at Talladega, so it's just, it's just, it's so, it's so much speed in such a tight area. It's just super enjoyable, and no one is ever out of the race. Daytona will not be until August 29th. That is the final one of the year. That's a 5:30 Mountain Time start uh, for you NASCAR fanatics on NBC. Maybe AJ and I will hang out and watch that race together. You can come over. <laughs> you're gonna, be, you're gonna be busy with something. <laughs> You're gonna be busy hanging out with Scotty Pippen or whoever. Yeah, I just no yeah, offense, it's okay. Dante, but if Scotty Pippen called me up, I'd probably bail on you too. The problem is, of would it be the truth? Is the question. I'm actually a Bulls fan, so I'm be like, gone. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You are. You're a Chicago Bulls fan. I forgot. I have to get your thoughts on the last dance here in a little bit, maybe then. Uh, but before that, we're gonna talk some NBA basketball. Things are starting to kind of go the other way after having a set start on July 30th and excitement. The NBA is starting to see some backpedalers and athletes who are NBA players who are saying maybe not about coming to Florida to play at Disney World due to some restrictions. MLB is uh, still in a uh, what would you call it? A tug of war. Apparently, with the I mean the union, they're split on this uh, new uh, proposal, which actually looks really good. But the owner deal sounded pretty solid. We'll have our three on three on three. We'll have uh, oh, I can't wait for that for our questions, our quizzing. Uh, I mean, it is from Olympics. I'm sure NASCAR's involved, MLB, NFL, all sorts of questions. So again, if you want to participate in the show, four three five three three nine zero three two one is text in four three five seven five two. 1069 to call in. It's the Full Court Press on 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, Pull my attention, like you really. Said. Oh, that's right, because you're making fun of the sport like on Monday. I forgot that's so unfair of you. I mean, baseball falls in the I like baseball, I don't watch watch it nearly as much as I used to. But baseball is always one of those sports like golf, I think, for sure, that people would rather be there or play it than watch it because it's just such a slow paced game. You've Fair never enough. watched Sunday at the Masters, okay? Well, okay. I'm not a big golf fan. yeah, but see, I play it, golf. I'll the play. thing is, is that golf is only good on Sunday. When it's the final round, and, and if Tiger's – and the thing is with golf, if Tiger's in it, ratings are great. If Tiger's not in it, no one cares. I'm just going to ignore that. No, no, it's serious. <laughs> it's true. Look at the ratings yeah. of the Masters. Look at the you, events that Tiger's you're, in. You're going to find something out about me, Ajay. I don't care about the ratings. I just care if I enjoy it or not. That's a good way to go But the golfing me. world it doesn't – the golfing world is not interested in golf. Unless Tiger's in it, which, by the way, no, he's I would the, say, I would say the world might not be interested in golf if Tiger's not in it. The golfing world is always interested. I see. I don't rating. Oh well, okay. You said you want to listen to ratings. I got, I got one for you. Uh, I when I was uh, doing a sports show in New Mexico, I got an argument with my host because he loves golf. He's golf pro now, and then he said that horse racing is an absolutely must watch. What about is horse racing a thing for you? Because obviously there's a Kentucky Derby and all that. I would go to horse races. I don't. I'm not watching. Okay, on TV. Thank goodness. Because that was the year. It was but the if, year that, that guy was the horse was in. I can't remember. It was in contention for the Triple Crown. I was like, I don't care. I like, really don't. See, I, I do can't, not care. When they win, okay, the win race one, you, you whippity dog. If they win race two, I'm definitely all in for like the yeah. Belmont Stakes, whatever the Kentucky Derby, whatever it is yeah. in the final one. Well, I'll watch horse race. I'll watch the big three, but 
But you wouldn't throw if any the money gate down, right? opens, If the horse gate opens at 4.37, I'm tuning in at 4.35. And I'm going to oh, watch the okay, three-minute yeah. race. That, yeah, definitely. I'm not going to turn definitely. on NBC at noon to watch the five <laughs> yeah, hours of the, the pre- pregame program. Three hour pretty race. ridiculous. No, no, no that's fair. <laughs> I don't care about the parade and the flowers. And <laughs> Football Give me the three-minute race. Our pregame coverage will start at 4.15. That's fair. Hey, speaking of Tiger Woods, he's announced that he will not play at the PGA Tour uh, stop at the uh, Hilton Head. It's a bum. His boat's even there. He teased everybody and moved his yacht to over right by the golf course and not play. Oh, did he? Oh, man. They've been tracking it. Uh, according to ESPN, the deadline for the entry of the RBC Heritage passed Friday and Woods failed to put his name into the commitment list, uh, so, which means he'll be passing on the first two PGA Tour events of the revised schedule. Uh which began with this week's oh the Charles Schwab Challenge. So which means that uh, uh, Harvard Town Golf Links will include Rory McIlroy, McIlroy is it McIlroy or McIlroy? McElroy. Yeah, McElroy. same thing. John Ram, Justin Bro. Thomas, Brooks Kepka. But by Brooks is Brooks is a freaking baller. I actually enjoy watching Brooks golf. Dustin Johnson will be there. Webb Simpson, Tony Finau, local Utah guy. It's uh, the most colorful event in golf. The Harbor Town is that not literal? this year. Is that literal or metaphorical? Well, no. It just has a. It's close to Charleston and Hilton Head, so everybody that goes tries to dress in the most colorful outfit. I went. A, I went three years ago. I can't remember how long. Me and my huh. wife. Went. The thing about Tiger is that he said he was good to go, and then he went and golfed in that like little charity thing with Peyton Manning. And played great. Yeah, and and was wonderful. But I mean, again, he was playing with Tom Brady and Peyton Manning too, so I really didn't say a whole lot. Um, but. Then he says he can't play in the next two events. Well, no, he, he normally doesn't play. Like I don't know if he's honestly, I don't know if he's ever played Harbor Town in his career. Okay, um, he just kind of he's at the level where he picks and chooses because he only plays twelve events a year, something like that. And then wow. there's forty something on the PGA schedule. I think he plays in between twelve and fifteen a year. So, really quickly, some Utah State men's basketball news: as uh, you guys finally signed a guard, huh? I mean, it took you five big men to go through, and then finally, hey, let's get a guard. <laughs> Carl's like, I'm not doing That's this. That's the face of no comment. <laughs> no, this is, is going to be fun. Uh, Carson Stats, Statsney, uh, 6'4 kid from Salina, Texas, uh, will join the team. He'll have four years uh, to be an Aggie. Um, his career in uh, Salina High School, scoring more than 2,000 career points, tallied more than 500 assists. As a senior, uh, Stastny averaged more than 20 per game, added five rebounds, five assists per contest, uh, shot 64% from the floor, 45% from deep, and 82% from the line. Good gosh. That's that's a stat line for you. Hey, and then by the way, we talked about it already, but uh, Mississippi State in Panama City Beach, Florida? Let's go. So you get to go to Myrtle Beach, and then you go back just before Christmas and go to uh, Panama City Beach, Florida. Unbelievable. It's a good job. Did you have any hand in that picking that schedule just out of curiosity? <laughs> yes. Let's hear it. Florida Let's hear it. Christmas time. <laughs> hey, so wait, when do you guys go to Myrtle Beach? Is that in November? Yeah. Yeah. And then the and then this game is just at the beginning of bowl season, mm-hmm. if there is a bowl season for football. Uh and you guys go and that'll be your last game before Christmas break. So Pretty sure. That's a that's a really nice schedule, and then you that's get BYU bad. and St. Mary's at go home. Go back to the home, the Thank home state of South Carolina. Goodness, oh yeah, that's right. I guess he'll be back. Do you uh, do you go? I guess you don't have a chance to visit family or family come visit you or anything like that. Family do you? will come up. Okay, so we'll play so, a little get together. Um, introduce them to Aggie basketball. Well, they they watch every game, but I was going to say they're not supporting. There's a big there, there's a big supporter support group in Wagner, Sally, South Carolina. <laughs> 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 Big USU flag. <laughs> Big picture of Carl Smith's face. <laughs> what is I, that? So, okay. Um, no, actually, I won't tell that story now. I got a story to tell you off air. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to make sure my stories are okay to tell off air. Not, I mean, on air, not off air. Uh, <laughs> so, NBA basketball was on track to get ready to play on July 30th, and they're still on track. The problem is, is that you're getting complaints from players about wanting to play there. Uh, including one being named Kyrie Irving, who will be taking this Shocker. Uh, Brooklyn Nets team to in what he hopes a playoff spot. But now he's saying, well, I'm not so sure I want to be there because we're going to be limited. We can't have family there until after the first round of the playoffs. You weren't getting past the first round, so don't worry about it, Kyrie. Um, ah! We also have... Still a top three talent. 
point no, guard. No, he's not. I, I give you four better point guards than Kyrie Irving. Four. 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 <laughs> Ricky Rubio. This is going with. This is, Ricky Rubio. <laughs> this is not 2016. Hey, the Suns be in the playoffs. <laughs> this is not 2016. Okay, what? Did Kyrie come to your house too and hang out with you? Is that why you're like such a fan of him? He's not that good. You're not listening to me. He's a top three talent based. Okay, so wait, what's talent based mean? That you can make wacky his ability, layups? His ability is top three. Russell Westbrook. Teammate, locker room, all that. I'm not in the. That's, oh, no, no, no. I'm talking on step, the court. The I'm, yeah, I'm with you. I'm talking on the court. Yeah. Steph Curry. Russell Westbrook? Yeah. Steph Curry is one of the best. No, Steph Curry is That's, the greatest shooter of all time. Curry. I don't think I'm going to take Westbrook. What? Nah. Westbrook doesn't make the teams better. The triple double. He doesn't make team. teams better. No, yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he. No, he doesn't. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. They lose Kevin Durant, and he still gets his team to the playoffs. Kevin Durant. Woo. Utah Jazz lost Stockton and Malone, and they sucked for about, what, four or five years until Darren Williams came around with Carlos Boozer. Russell Westbrook, at this point for sure, is definitely not better than Kyrie Irving. He doesn't make teams better. He's a stat stuffer. <laughs> Still got to the playoffs, man, without Kevin Durant. Without Kevin Durant. And, and he, what does hey. a stat stuffer mean? He still puts up crazy numbers, and his team wins games. And what? they boiled down to a second round exit every year. So did Tracy McGrady. I don't think Tracy McGrady is you know a Hall of Famer. And we you talked know what? about that on Monday. That's true. And you know what? Tom, uh, not Tom, uh, John Stockton took him like, I mean, they lost in the first and second round how many times before they got to the NBA Finals? John Stockton got him to the Finals, though. And John Stockton no, has an no, iconic No, check shot. that. No, Carl Malone got them to oh, the NBA John Finals. John Stockton no, hit the three. No, Carl Malone John got Stockton them there. John Stockton hit the three. Oh, my gosh. I, I swear. In fact, I, well, never mind. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so there is concern, back to our top of the, you know, conversation, uh, that there is concern that the NBA players don't want to participate. Well, at least some of them do. Now, it's up to 45 to 50 guys. But there's also reports saying that those 45 to 50 guys are not part of a contending team. Does is the NBA only listening to title teams, or are they listening to everybody? Ooh, that's tough. They shouldn't have brought twenty two teams. Yeah, that would probably solve it a little bit. I I don't know. Gottlieb said uh, I think Wednesday he said that he thought the bubble city was a solution two months ago, but now when they bring when they're projected to start playing, everything's going to be open. So why is it that the NBA players are going to be the only ones in a bubble? I think that's affecting the thinking. I don't know. I think the bigger I think it also might save the NBA season. Yeah, that's the that I think it affects the thinking, but I think it's the right call. The other thing he pointed out, which makes a lot of sense, is how many teams get worn down when they go on long road trips. Now nobody's gonna be home. Well, except for the magic, but they ain't gonna do anything. Nobody's gonna be home, so it's basically a road trip for everybody. Mentally, that's gonna be taxing. You don't get to have your normal Staff, family time, obviously, your friends, whatever, because it's going to be so isolated. I think they're worried about affecting lifestyle more than the game. Well, okay, so how do you affect the lifestyle? I mean, you're in Walt Disney World. Like, how are you affecting the lifestyle? Well, you still don't. The nightlife and those things that those guys are used to, that freedom. See, this is, is where not we, it, the, the rich, spoiled brat really comes to my mind. <sighs> that, hey, oh, I'm sorry, I don't get to go to the bar and hang out and. and have a orange juice on the rocks? <laughs> like, that's what my, my number one drink. Okay. That's what I get. Uh, I, I lean your way, too. I, it's easy for me to say it, but I feel like if you want to win, it's just the sacrifice you're going to make. Because how long, how long is the season projected last from tournament to end of season? Two months. Yeah. Two months? Whew, that is a long time. There's 176 games, two months. But there was a, I think Woj put it out. That, like, within a certain amount of days, this many teams would be eliminated. Within this certain many of days, this many teams would be eliminated. Um, I guess you get tired of it. Tank, get your team out. Be like, oh, I'm yeah. done. Out of the bubble. So I'm just looking at it for right now. Dang it, I can't find it. Okay, so timetables for 22 teams in Orlando. Six teams eliminated after 35 to 40 days based on plane elimination. 14 total teams will be gone by 53 days at the latest. After second round of playoffs, a maximum of 67 days, four teams will be left on the Disney campus. And after the conference finals, which is a max of 82 days, 
there will be two teams left to play in the NBA Finals. Man, talking about like three months then, huh? If you get to the NBA Finals. But, like, and L.A. expects to be there, right? The Lakers expect to be yeah. there. The Celtics expect to be there. Maybe they won't want to and be the there. Bucks ex- who? Maybe AD will miss his nightlife and <laughs> start tanking the series. Do you think would that would that say so, so? It's weird circumstances. So like say Irving or whatever, but or AD. Say AD's like, nah, I'm not doing it. Does it affect his legacy? Because basically, you threw away a season in hundred percent. Because like the Lakers Wait, are expected no, to contend. It, his legacy's already not no great, way. so he that might not have been a good starting point. Who AD? Yeah. How is his? I mean, well, his legacy's just barely starting, really, isn't it? I mean, he's been in the league for what? No, if if your argument is that Russell Westbrook's great because he got teams in the playoffs, ADs then therefore would be not great because he couldn't even get them into the eighth seed, except one year with Boogie, and they got. Phew. Fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, I would, think but his so. legacy's not affected because he didn't want to play in this put together with scraps tournament playoff regular season. Has Scotty Pippen's legacy been tarnished because the last dance and how it portrayed him? Uh, Scotty Pippen's legacy was tarnished in the middle of the season when he couldn't get his team to the NBA finals. Scotty had his chances and still couldn't get his team to the finals. A lot of people say there was a bad call in that Knicks series. No, don't don't give me the bad call crap. A lot of people would say that. Don't give me the people would say Scotty Pippen was a great basketball player. He is a Hall of Fame basketball player. Yes. No doubt. <laughs> but let's like let's not over dramatize how great he was. Michael Jordan came back from playing baseball and then got him to three straight finals. And what after they got knocked out by he, Shaq the No, no, he was midway through the season. He came back it was like twelve games. Trained and then went to three straight finals again. Yeah. That's I mean, how great Mike, Michael was the reason they had six championships. Period. Michael End said, of conversation. Michael said in the first episode there are no six championships without Scotty. He's Pippen. going to say that. He's I going to know. say that. Michael Jordan doesn't say that. You know what? That. There's not six championships without Steve Kerr. There's not six championships well, without Steve Dennis Kerr was Rumble. only on the back you're, three. You're, so. you're, no, that's a little matter, wild. Right? There's no six championships without far. John Paxson. John oh Paxson was gosh. only on the first. Three. John Paxson had the game-winning three versus the Suns to I clinch say, it. You might have been able to play point guard for those teams that win a championship. No. <laughs> You know and what? I've seen you shoot, and it's not. <laughs> You've never seen me <laughs> shoot. Yes, I have. You have three not. Game, no. Three hours before a game. I never you shot. shot. You've up. never seen it. And it's not pretty. No. <laughs> I was playing on an empty stomach. <laughs> Listen, you, so, Scotty. Okay, you know what? No, we're gonna we're gonna stick with it. I'm not Scottie telling Pippen you guys. Got. All right, Scotty Pippen. Scotty Pippen. We still got our trivia. Let's not forget about. Yeah, that. I'm looking forward to that. Oh yeah, we got to get. Please to put that. a pen in that. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Would not have six championships without Michael Jordan. In well, fact, he wouldn't, he wouldn't have one without Michael Jordan. You can say that about everyone. It's a team sport. Okay, so then John Paxson, Steve <laughs> Kirk, Dennis Rodman, Bill Wennington, Jed Bushler would not have a championship without. Michael won the championship for the Bulls. Michael made the Chicago Bulls a dynasty. Scotty Pippen did not. If the Chicago Bulls had to play four and five, they wouldn't have won a thing. Yeah, Michael well, still would have found a way to win. Okay, so Michael, yeah, yeah. Saying Michael, Michael was near on his deathbed, and he still beat the Jazz. Saying Michael Jordan won the championships is like the most dust statement ever. However, I'm a Bulls fan. Michael Jordan didn't win anything until Pippen got there. Because the argument was Jordan can't do it by himself. That's what Magic Johnson talked about it. Isaiah that. Thomas talked about it. Their big criticism was he's the greatest player ever, but no one man will win a championship. Yeah, no, that's a great point. That's a really good point, but I don't think Scottie Pippen, like, without... Scottie Pippen could not have beaten Magic Johnson's Lakers, Clyde Trexler's Blazers, Charles Barkley's Suns, the Jazz twice, and Scottie and and, uh, and the Sonics once. Without Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan wouldn't be able to beat them. He would have been able to beat all six teams. Whether in six or seven games, he still would have beat them. All of them. No, they talked about it in that jazz series. That uh, who is that guy? He, Burrell. Burrell. They talked about it in the the last the last finals that uh, Burrell played did literally nothing. Pippen with his broke back went in there and they were able to get through it. What did Pippen do? I don't. Was it pinch back? What was, what was his thing? It was fakeness. It was I'm scared to play versus the Jazz and I can't do this anymore. Oh, Jordan, will you carry me? It's a trivia time. All right, let's go to break. We got. We're going to have our trivia time that's all coming up in about one minute here. (laughs) The full court press. 
The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. AJ Knight, Carl Smith, AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press for 45 year time. All right, it's time to get to some trivia. Uh, three on three on three. Each of us have got three questions and uh, varying topics. Carl had to call about three other people to find out what questions he should ask and then get those answers to the question. It's all right, Carl. I mean, we understand. <laughs> I'll take the slander. <laughs> All right, so uh, here's the yeah, we each got a topic and we each got a question and they can involve any sports topic. I mean, we are AJ's covering Olympics, Carl's got NASCAR, you got MLB, I might have one from cricket. Pass, skip it. <laughs> skip it. All right, so here is my opening question. Okay. Carlton Fisk hit the game winning home run in a World Series as a member of the Boston Red Sox versus Cincinnati Reds. Who? What's the pitcher? Carl's done for. AJ is looking at me like he's Out. done. I don't. I don't know a ton of what baseball history team? outside of the Cubs. Red Sox. Red Sox was the Carlton Fitz for the Red Sox. The Cincinnati oh, Reds Red, pitcher. Sorry. Don't you dare Google it either, Carl. I'm not googling a single thing. My phone, computer, it's not right here. I'm acting like I could possibly think. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm acting like I might know. Okay, it's Pat Darcy. Yeah, this is, I, I was. You're close. Was, you were tip close. of his tongue. Simi, Swami, Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. All right, no, AJ, what do you got? Pitches. Okay, what country has competed in the most Summer Olympics without winning a medal? Oh, without winning a medal. Without winning a medal. Iceland. I'm going to say it's got to be a Europe country. I'm going to say Finland. Liechtenstein. Where, where are they from? What <laughs> continent is that? Tiny, it's the European be country. It right. really is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. Tiny, tiny, tiny country. All right, Carl. Okay, so the Memphis Grizzlies have been in Memphis for, I believe, 18 years. The three all-stars they've had. Who are they? Oh, crap. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Ask that one more time. So the Memphis Grizzlies have been in the town of Memphis. Uh-huh. So we're not counting Vancouver days. Okay. I think it says 2002 was the first year in Memphis. 2002-2003 season, I believe. Don't quote me. They've had three All-Stars. Three different players have been named All-Stars. Who are they? Mike Conley? No, remember he had never been picked. Oh. You remember? You guys thought that, he was great, and then that you was took him thing. here in Utah and <laughs> figured it out. You was Gasol ever picked as an All-Star? He had to be, right? I love, wow. I love you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. I really do. You were great sure you do. You were great in Memphis. Here, it's altitude. I don't know what it is. Gasol had to be picked one time at least, right? He won Defensive Player of the Year, I'm pretty sure, one year. Uh, wait, did, didn't Powell play there too for one year? Yeah, I think so, and they got traded to the Lakers. Okay, so yeah, maybe Mark Gasol then? I've had three. Shoot. Man, that's a good question. I think Gasol. I was first feeling confident, now I'm okay, not so, so confident. So which Gasol? I think Mark. Mark was Mark. Correct. That's one out of three. Really? Yeah. He's he's been an all star twice, I believe. What's his, what other stars have been there? Wasn't Bibby there? Batty was, was there, yeah. I think, for a little bit, wasn't he? Um wasn't Stackhouse in Memphis for a little bit. Shane Battier? No. No. You ready? <laughs> yeah. Mark's brother, pal. Okay. Oh, I knew it. Half right. And the greatest basketball player of all time, Zebo, Zach Randolph. Oh, oh I was thinking about him, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> I can tell you, I'm not a I'm Bulls fan, but Grindhouse was so much fun to watch. Those <laughs> Memphis Spurs series. My basketball game is very similar to Zach Randolph. That's why I love him. Catch me at any church building here in the Valley. <laughs> all right, I got another one for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disappointed. I feel like we should be able to get that. I, think I know. Actually, when you asked me at first, like, oh, yeah. This we should have got it. And then it. I was like, I don't even know. Okay, this one you guys will for sure absolutely positively in no way, shape, or form will get. Who was the first team 
to win all three games in the, to be a wild card NFL football team and win all three games on the road and get to the Super Bowl and win it. We have a year point. Can we just? The Packers did it the year Rodgers won, didn't they? Yeah, because the Bears won the division, but I'm sure there was probably one before that. So you're saying the first one? Yeah, first team. What two. year is this? Can you just can you just throw us a ball? Yeah, let me look up the year though. Hold oh on. Oh my goodness, you don't even Shut know the trivia question. Shut up. Packers was 2010, I think. Uh, let's see here. There it is. It would be the year of the year of our Lord, 1981. Who won that year? Washington. New York? No, I wouldn't. It was the Oakland Raiders, quarterback by Jim Plunkett, who had just been banished from San Francisco huh. and New England, wound up at Oakland as a backup, then started the and won them. Would have never gotten that. All right, mine's NFL. My second question is an NFL question also. What is the only team to never play or host a Super Bowl? Oh, okay. Uh, no, they, oh, shoot. The Buccaneers did. Never play or, or host. host. Ooh, that's a good question, AJ. Team to never play or, or host. host. Oh, Cleveland Browns. Ding, ding, ding. Correct. Nobody wants to go to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jakeem Noah. <laughs> All right, what you got, Carl? Okay, so in the 1987 NBA draft, we're going to bring some Arkansas knowledge to you guys. Scottie Pippen was selected fifth overall. By the Seattle Supersonics. He was traded for the eighth overall pick that the Bulls selected. Who they select over now? As the eighth pick. Okay, wait, ask, now ask this. it again. Ask it again. Okay. So in the 87 draft, NBA draft, Scottie Pippen was selected by the Supersonics. Yeah. At number five. I didn't know that, by the way. Chicago pad number eight. They had picked number eight, they swapped them. Who who'd they pick at eight and swap with the with the in the last, Sonics? I don't remember. Oh in the last day, I, I didn't know, know he was picked by the SuperSonics. I'm screwed yep. on this question. I knew that. Um, and he was almost SuperSonics traded. probably would have won some championships. He was almost him. traded to the SuperSonics for Sean Kemp. What? Correct. I think last last year he was in Chicago. Year before, I think. Dallas Shrimp. Alden, Pollard, nice. No way. Correct. In '87. Holy crap, dude. He was still in the league like in 02. Yeah. He wow. should have never been in the league. <laughs> <laughs> 15 years he didn't deserve no it. No kidding. Wow, I didn't know that. Uh, all right, Carl, why don't you go ahead and start us off for round three? Oh, you want me to start you off for round yeah. three? Yeah. Oh, now you're switching it up. All right. AJ's going to get this. You're not. This- now I feel fine. Dale Earnhardt, the most legendary NASCAR driver of all Next time. Next to Richard Petty, proper. yes. Correct. You shouldn't have given that tidbit. Don't, 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 like don't give too much knowledge. He made the black number three car famous. What was his primary sponsor for that black number three car? Do you know this? Yes. Was it something to do with batteries? <laughs> Duracell? I just think of black number three. I'm thinking like I black. feel like I'm going to get this wrong now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Duracell battery. Carhartt, right? GM Goodrich. Oh, that's right. The yeah, GM service department. Who? The, the service department for General Motors. Didn't he have like a Chevy car though? Yeah, Chevy's made by General Motors. Oh. Huh. Okay, see, I'm learning right now as we speak. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay, that was good. AJ? There are only two states to never send a team to the NCAA tournament. Who are they? Ouch. Two. Two states? Two states. Delaware? Nope. I know. Nope. That'd be Boise State. Montana's one of them. Nope. No, Montana, Montana was in. What am I, I thinking about Montana? The cover against no, Michigan two years ago, the losers. Uh, uh, oh, Wyoming. Nope. North Dakota's been. South Dakota's been. I, I'm thinking of like, uh, oh, Rhode Island. No, Rhode Island's been in it. Yep. 
Maine? That's one of them. It's yeah. got to be on the East Coast, man. It's got to be on the East Coast. Vermont's been. Delaware? Nope. No, I've already said no, Delaware. No, they've been. Vermont's been. Obviously, New Jersey what teams the heck? have been in. Uh, oh, um. No, can't. Not, I mean, Missouri's had to been there. What the fetch? This is a great question. Uh, I, I think you got the tougher one, to be honest. You give up, you're going to hate yourselves. Utah, Colorado has. Has Colorado been there? Colorado State? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the Buffaloes Arizona, make it Arizona, quite often. No, they've not been there. I need to look at a map. <laughs> Just let me look at a map. Don't answer the question. <laughs> I need to I need a for everyone else out there, again, there are only two states. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Text in. There's only two states to never send a team to the NCAA tournament. Who are they? AJ got Maine. Maine is one of the two. It's got to be on the East Coast, man. You're not counting territories, right? No, but they fifty states. <laughs> Alaska. Yeah. Okay. Alaska oh, and Maine. We're thinking continent. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm thinking. Oh, He's come thinking on. lower. We're thinking lower 48. University Alaska, of Hawaii has made it. Alaska and Maine, apparently. It's actually, surprising. Yeah, I I thought that for sure when I read the question too that it was going to be Hawaii. It was going to be one of them. All right, so we got about 50 seconds left in the show. This one's pretty easy. Who has the most NBA titles as a player? Oh, Russell, right? How many? He won. Uh, was it 11 out of 13. That's right. Oh, 11 out of 13. Holy crap, dude. He's, yeah. Bill Russell, Did he win one as a coach? Why don't you do some real research, AJ? <laughs> hey, I have 20 seconds left in the freaking show because we're trying to figure out where, like, if Alaska ever had an NCAA Division I basketball team that was in the tournament. They said they one of the greatest it. tournaments ever, the Great Alaskan Shootout. Went to it a couple times when we lived up there. It was incredible. Huh. I saw Rip Hamilton when he played for UConn there. All right. For Carl, AJ, myself, good night, everybody. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. I don't know if you're like me and have completely switched up your weekend routine during the pandemic. Gone.